Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well, Doug, today is the first day of 2022 that we are live in the studio how are you doing today? Well, it is a good day. It is uh, January 10th, and um, it's the first week we start back SWAT, and today marks the fifth year anniversary of SWAT Radio. Crazy. It's hard to believe. We yeah. have been broadcasting for uh, five years. I want to say a big thank you to Catherine Fonville, who uh, kind of generated the conversation and the YMCA about, hey, why don't you take SWAT? bible study stuff and put it on the air hmm. uh a shout out to henry hoot and Stu epperson senior uh for making it possible and miss epperson as well they they have been so supportive and encouraging dave humphreys who um helped us get a lot of the website and social media stuff up uh brad sykes uh, we need to pray for Brad's grandson, mm-hmm. who is uh, in the hospital now with some uh, a heart um, thing they're trying to take care of. But uh, Brad, I uh, sure appreciate him and all the other people who've been part of uh, the programs over the five years. Uh, we've had some great guests, but we've also had incredible guest hosts that have come in when I couldn't do it. Guys like David Gray, uh, Rick Brackett, and... Um, others who have come in and uh, filled in for me blake living good or living good as <laughs> living or living it's one or one or the other uh and uh, but we've been very blessed to have people come in here and uh, guest host and so thankful for the his light board my board of directors which uh especially howdy russell james lowry who really encouraged me to go ahead and go forward with this five years ago it's been a really good platform in fact over the holidays, when we played some of the best of, I had requests to get books out. And I, I've got books going to uh, from some of our guests, like Tommy Nelson, mm. who who wrote a book uh, about dealing with depression. It was really good. And then uh, also John Mazel's Is Jesus God? I had a lot of requests for that. And those are in the mail. They will be forthcoming shortly. So uh, just grateful to have this platform. And I uh, hope that uh, you will continue to share this with people, especially with everything going on in our world. It's kind of crazy, and it continues to get crazier. I don't know, Taylor, if you've kind of followed everything happening over the holidays. I feel like we've had a world, mm. a whole year has gone by <laughs> in like three weeks. It's only been three weeks. A lot of people have passed away, like, you know, people out in the world, like Bob Saget. Mm -hmm. You know, did you ever watch Full House? Yeah, I watched Full House as a kid. Yeah, and that that was pretty crazy. And he was in Jacksonville the day before. Um, Yeah, it's pretty sad. Uh, The way, I guess, they found him in his hotel. No signs of foul play right now. So, yeah, 65. uh, Yes, uh, but here's what's interesting. And, um, you know, um, Bob Saget was... um, was a, a very well-known comedian and performer from Full House that uh, 
uh, show. Um, but, you know, just a few days before he passed away, he was talking about the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And here's what he said. Uh, he said, I don't know what happens when we die. Well, that's never a good sign mm-hmm. uh, for somebody to say that. But that's what he said. And he was speaking specifically of Betty White. Because people were ta- celebrating Be- Betty White, who also passed away uh, over the holidays. But he he said she's always said the love of her life was her husband, Adeline Ludden, who she lost back in 1981, you know, almost 30 years ago, over 30 years ago. And he said if things work out by Betty's design in the afterlife, then they will be reunited. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately... Um, you know, it's not Betty's design. Yeah. And a lot of people like to to share what I call niceties or nice thoughts about when people pass away because they you know, you don't you wanna be you don't wanna be cruel or uh, but the but the reality is that we don't get to design the afterlife. The afterlife has already been created. It's already been created um thousands of years ago there was a plan in place and that's why we exist that's why we're on the air that's why we do what we do that's why we wake up and do the things we do every day is because we believe that the world needs to hear about jesus we believe that the world needs to hear that there's hope that death is not the end and uh, as believers we have that hope and you and i both have talked to several swat guys who've battled um, you know, uh, cancers that for a lot of people are a death sentence mm-hmm. and they've done so with hope. And it's much different when you face those kind of issues with the hope of Jesus than when you don't. And it's sad to me that the people surrounding Betty White, who Bob Saget was one, or even the people surrounding Bob Saget, um, don't necessarily know that hope based upon what he said when he says i don't know happens this is his exact quote i don't know what happens when we die but if betty says you get to be with the love of your life then i defer to betty on this Mm. um well if you're the love of your life is jesus then you do get to be with the love of your life but if it's not if if Jesus is not um, the reason that uh, you are connected to God, or maybe you don't feel any connection to God, then without Christ, and we studied that in Acts before we left, all the times it says, Peter says, without Jesus, there is no hope. Without Jesus, there's no way to God. Jesus himself said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except through me. So death has a way of bringing the reality of our mortality uh, to bear for people. And, uh, you know, my uncle just passed away, one of my mother's um, brothers. And, uh, you know, I call my mom and, you know, I know my mom and my dad love the Lord and um, they have hope in themselves and um, uh, Jesus. I mean, they, they, they trust Jesus. They love Jesus. And they listen. And I, I'm, I told my mom, I said, you know, mom, I'm sad for you at the loss of your brother. Um, because even though he was older, it's still sad when somebody leaves this community, right? They mm-hmm. leave us. Um, but 
the reality is for people who know Jesus, um, then this isn't the end of love. I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, love, you know, people want to talk about how God is love. He is love. There is no love apart from God. But when you leave this earth without God, you leave without love. And if you leave with God, a relationship with God based on Jesus, you leave with love and you will go into a forever loving relationship with the father that started here. You know, that's why I think when Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is, is here, he's saying it's with me. It's, it's, it's not a place. It's, we, we tend to think of that place of heaven as being a distant place that we go to when we die. But no, you get to experience the kingdom of heaven here when you're in the right relationship with God. And so I was thinking about Bob Saget, Betty White, uh, a host of others. There, There's other people who've, uh, who've passed away as well. And I was thinking about all of them, and I was thinking that, you know what, with everything going on with COVID, um, the the mass, what I call hysteria of, of a lot of it, and, you know, uh, you and I have had many conversations on the air over the last couple of years about uh, the reactions to COVID and everything. And I'm not, I'm not trying to minimize what's happened with COVID, but where we are right now, people are treating what is happening with COVID now like it was a year and a half or two years ago, and they don't need to. It's not that I'm not saying we shouldn't be safe, but uh, what's happening now is can it still kill people? Yes. Can the flu kill people? Yes. Can a cold kill somebody? Yes. If you don't have immunity, uh, 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 you know, you can, a lot of things can kill you. People die every day. What we need to be focused on as believers and as God's children are, what are we doing to proclaim the hope of Jesus to the world who desperately needs him? The Bob Saget's of the world. When he says, I don't know what happens, that's sad to me. I mean, it's sad. Um, he doesn't have to buy into what I proclaim, but he should at least say, well, you know, mm. I don't know what happens. Um, was there somebody that ever shared with him? Surely there was, you would think. But, uh, Taylor, I've run into people here in the U.S. who've never had anybody talk to them about Jesus. And 95% of all Christians have never, ever shared the gospel with someone that's just a crazy stat and um you know these stats come from uh michael parrott who wrote um uh, uh where is the space for the local evangelist mm. and he um he was talking about some of these stats that 80 percent of all professing believers don't witness for jesus i mean so these are some things we'll talk about when we come back this week we're going to be talking about 2022, the year of proclamation. Matthew 5, 14 through 16, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the world. Go put your acts on display so that they'll glorify God. We're going to talk about that and other things as we go into the year of proclamation on SWAT Radio. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us and you're a regular listener, you might have noticed that that is not one of our usual <laughs> intro songs. I'm pretty sure we still got the Christmas list up. So, uh, hey, you might what's hear some wrong Christmas with Christmas, today. Taylor? I mean, come on. <laughs> Hallelujah, right? I mean, like, what's wrong with that, man? Nothing. I mean, I'm that, just that, saying. That's a praise, man. We're just getting our praise on. That's a. Uh, you know, uh, I'm just letting them know that in the next break, we'll probably hear some holiday music. Yeah. Uh, at, out, so. Well, a- Abby, my daughter, Abby, loves Christmas music year round. Mm-hmm. We play it, the drummer boy year round. <laughs> she loves that song. But no, hey, I'm glad you're back with us uh, on SWAT radio again. Uh, we're so grateful and, and glad to have people like the Lighthouse up in Virginia listening and uh appreciate even uh, the folks up there requesting the books uh, from Tommy Nelson, who, by the way, I'm going to try to get Tommy on in the next month or two. I always like Tommy's one of those annual guests I like to have on because he just is, he's wise and he's, he's been preaching for a long time. And I really, really uh, have enjoyed uh, his input into my life and believe you can benefit from it. So I'm going to try to get him on, but, uh, and then John Mazel. Also, John's another mentor who uh, just uh, his book is Jesus God has been used greatly to evangelize. And that's that's really 2022. Taylor, I kind of shared with Lori this morning uh, that 2022, I'm praying that every man who comes to SWAT will share the gospel at least once this year with somebody to break that trend break the trend of the 95% not sharing. You know, I want a hundred percent of the SWAT guys to share the gospel with somebody. I don't care if it's the, uh, you know, postman or postwoman mm-hmm. who comes by whoever. Um, but, um, 
I, I think these statistics, listen to this, 95% have never shared uh, the gospel. 80% do not consistently witness. Um, less than 2% are involved in the ministry of evangelism, like sharing the good news with people. Um, 71%, three out of every four almost, don't give toward the kingdom of sharing the gospel, like the kingdom work of sharing the gospel. And one particular denomination here in the U.S. uh, did its own survey and found that 60% of the leadership, this is deacons and elders they included in that, have never led a stranger to Jesus in the last two years. Mm. Never. I mean, this is the leadership, right? 50% of the leadership spend zero time every week ministering outside the church. Zero. That's half. 89% of the leadership have zero time on their list for evangelizing anybody in their community. Mm. And 99% of the leadership believe that every Christian, including the leadership has been commanded to preach. They all, so almost a hundred percent believe that everybody's been commanded to do it, but they're not doing it. Um, and they 97% believe that if the leadership of that church had greater conviction and involvement, then the church would follow. Do you agree with that? If that last one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the fact that the leaders aren't doing it is why the people aren't doing mm-hmm. it. And uh, it starts with the leadership. Um, I mean, that, 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 those, some of those stats um, are just amazing to me. And you have opportunities every day when you go out. And you go, yeah, but I can't just go up to somebody at a gas pump or at Publix or Kroger or, you know, Whole Foods or wherever you go. Well, no, uh, you can Look for opportunities to engage. You can start by just greeting somebody. Get out of the fear mode of being afraid of people. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, think about it. We have been trained for the last two years to be afraid of people. Well, I would say, and longer than that with social media and stuff like that, like the generation behind me and even my generation, like talking to people is not something that most people my age and younger. Okay, I'm glad to hear you say that. I did not want to pick because I know sometimes I pick, but people, you know what I've heard people your age and younger say, oh, it's a lot safer to text. Mm. Yeah, they don't like making phone calls. Yeah. They don't like interacting, Mm -hmm. but we are commanded to be witnesses. We are commanded to go make disciples. You can't make a disciple through Zoom. You can't make a disciple through text. You can't share the gospel really through text. You can give them information about it. But the problem with that is sharing the gospel, there's something tangible about seeing the concern, the compassion, and the hope in somebody's eyes that are talking to you. And so if you're simply giving them a track with nothing else attached to it, I'm not saying God can't use those things, but the reality is he wants us to be personally involved in sharing the gospel. And uh, 
I just think uh, that we've, you know, there's 7 billion people on the face of the earth. And the truth is, I would venture to say that only 10%, maybe, maybe, are true believers. Mm. So think about that. Yeah, to put it in that perspective, it's it's a different There's thought, a yeah. There's a lot of, of, of people that need the hope of Jesus that don't have it. And so, you know, uh, we go, well, I haven't been trained and I haven't done this or I haven't done that. There was a guy in India back in the 50s named Prem Pradhan. Have you ever heard of him? I've heard you talk about yeah, him. Yeah, you've heard me talk about him. Well, you got a good memory to just remember that because he was an amazing guy. He was a uh, tank officer, and I think uh, during World War II, and uh, he was a soldier uh, in the Indian Army, but he came out of Nepal. And um, one day, I mean, he's from a Hindu background, and he heard this disciple of Jesus preaching on the streets uh, in northern India, a place where I've been many times in that area. And, um, you know, he heard the message of the gospel preached, and he was thinking about his own life thinking about the consequences of living a life apart from God's plan and apart from Jesus. And so he came back later after the preacher stopped preaching and he went up to him and the guy led him to Christ. Well, the next thing that preacher told him is I want you to go and I want you to read the new Testament six times. Hmm. And before you read the rest of the Bible. So he read the six, the new Testament six times And then he read the Old Testament, and he didn't even realize how much that was going to impact him. But uh, he was, um, he kind of walked with a limp because he got wounded in the war. And, uh, you know, he uh, was able to use his military leave, and he started to go, even while he was still a tank officer, but he was on military leave, to going with Christians that were preaching the gospel like that guy was. And what was he doing? He was witnessing in his native Nepal. Uh, and so he thought he would keep doing that. But um, after three years of doing that, God called him to resign from the army and to serve him full time. So that's what he did. And so when he went out there and he was preaching, um, he started doing it openly because in Nepal there was a problem it was against the law to convert anybody from Hinduism. Mm. And so they arrested him and told him to stop. He said, I can't stop. So uh, they said, well, you, you have to stop. And so they moved him and told him he was no longer allowed to be in this city. So he went to another city and he started another church there where he witnessed. He went to four or five different cities. Finally, they just, they just arrested him and said, you're going to jail. He went into jail while he was in jail, uh, he started witnessing there and started a church there. They began to move him from prison to prison. He started churches within the different prisons. Finally, they were so frustrated, they moved him to an insane prison where people were mentally insane, and he realized they weren't insane. They were just possessed by demons. He cast the demons (laughs) out and started a church there. And so uh, he was used by God in this incredible way. No financial resources to speak of, no seminary training to speak of, 
just a man who wanted to follow Jesus and do what had been done to him. Now, here's the question, if you've been listening to the story of Prim. What has God done for you? Has he saved you? Have you received the gift of eternal life? If so, why in the world would you not want to share it with somebody else? It is the ultimate gift that continues to give. And, uh, you know, Prim uh, got out of prison and actually started a school. Now, I, I, I glossed over a lot of stuff with him. I mean, like the Nepali prisons were terrible places. They were actually called Dungeons of Death was their nickname mm. because they had no ventilation in the summer, no heat mm. in the winter, no sanitation facilities. They were crawling with insects. Prisoners were only given one cup of rice a day, wow. eight ounces of rice a day, and they had to cook it themselves with what little fire stuff they had. Um, and without the help of relatives or friends, they would die. And, uh, you know, like I said, he started with all that. He started these prison churches. I mean, what does that tell you about this guy? He wasn't sitting in prison complaining about this life, his best life now, mm-hmm. which which that was. He he was living and suffering for Christ. And um, he told one guy that when he closed his eyes in prison, he could see the pages of his Nepali New Testament because he had studied it and read it so many times. And one night, there was a new guard that came on duty, and he heard him praying. And he said, who are you talking to? And he said, Jesus. He goes, I'm on guard here. How did he get in here? And he goes, he's here. And the guard opened the door, shined his flashlight around. He said, I don't see any Jesus. He said, you won't find him that way. He went on to share the gospel with him and led the guard to Christ. And... um, You know, jailers became afraid of this man who had survived the torture chamber, and uh, they just continued to send him to prisons where he started more churches, and uh, he was an amazing guy. Prem Pradhan, you want to read up about him, you can go find information on him on the Internet. He's a great witness for Christ. Yeah, and we're going to have to leave off there because we're up against the news break, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk, and you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was a little bit more uh, Christmas music for you. A little hangover if you're having a Christmas hangover. Hopefully that makes you happy. We are uh, talking about Prim Pradhan. Uh, that's where we were at just before the break. And we're going to 
pick up right there again if you don't know who he is Doug shared um, that he was a man in India who uh, preached the gospel has a, a pretty amazing story if you missed any of that and would like to go back to listen you can visit us at www.swatradio.com that's www.swatradio.com click on the past programs link there you'll be able to find our full catalog of programs including this one in just about an hour or you can listen uh, wherever you listen to podcasts by searching SWAT Radio. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, our verse this week, uh, actually verses we're looking at is Matthew five fourteen through 16. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Prim Pradhan was a man from Nepal who let his works authenticate his message. The reason we did good works, the reason we keep the Ten Commandments, the reason we want to strive for holiness uh, without which nobody will see God is because that holiness, that life set apart gives validity to the message that we have that we we don't place our faith in the world. We're not fearful. And boy, over the last couple of years, has that really been a sticking point for a lot of churches. A lot of people that call the name of Christ have lived in fear. Stop. Stop. Don't live in fear. We don't have to live in fear. We don't have to fear anything. That doesn't mean you can't be cautious about things. There's a difference between being discerning and being fearful. And we are told not to fear. Over and over throughout the Bible, God says, fear not, fear not. Don't be afraid. Rock kazak, you know, whether you're going into battle. I mean, can you imagine? All right, let's say, Taylor, you were the commanding general for Gideon. What are you going to say to the guys when God just whittled you down to 300 going against 100,000? Would it would, would it be hard to apply the do not be afraid uh, principle there? Yeah. In reality, yeah. I mean, like, so, so God gets it. He understands. But he wants us to be people of faith. That's why, I, you know, I love going back to David, King David, because when you think about what was going on, paint the picture here. Go with me back in time. You're on a hill. There's a valley in between your hill and another hill. On the other hill, you've got a bunch of Philistine warriors, people who are pagans, who worship idols, who could care less about the values of God. On your hill, where you are, is all the people that say, we love God, we trust God, he provides for us, he delivered us, right? He's delivered us out of Egypt, out of slavery, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and and here we are, and we've asked for a king, and now we got a king, and now we got people that want to fight us, and they've got this giant down there in the middle of the land, right in between, in the in the valley, the Valley of Eli. He's down there waiting. And he's taunting us, saying, who who do you serve? I mean, I thought you people were supposed to be special. And here this 13, 14, 15-year-old shepherd boy comes out and says, why are you guys afraid? 
Now, I want you to think about that for a second. We read that story, but we don't go there in our mind. We read that story, but we don't like to picture ourselves on the hill. We like to picture ourselves as David. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, for most of us, we're on that hill when there's an eight-foot giant, nine-foot giant, you know, with a big old spear, a big old sword, threatening to kill people, and we're up there going, I'm not so sure about this King Saul deal. I'm not so sure about, you know, God being with us. Or even Gideon, I'm not so sure. Why don't we whittle down to 300? Man, there's hundreds of thousands of troops. Mm -hmm. I mean, really? Even though they'd heard the stories, we have the scriptures. Well, Prem Pradhan heard those stories. He read those stories. And listen, when uh, he was inside the prison and he made these, you know, this Bible Institute, uh, I read about him closing his eyes and he could see the pages of Scripture. What I didn't read was what happened to him where they he didn't have Scripture. Um, what he did was the guards decided to finish off Prim one day of this strange new cult. They took all the believers and got them away from him, and they put him in a chamber where they would put dead bodies from the prison until the relatives would come and get them, and they chained his hands and feet in this dead body chamber. And the room was so small, he couldn't stand up or lie down, even with the chains on. They wouldn't let it. He couldn't do it. He said lice ate away his underwear. Oh, That's how bad it was. The jailers all took bets on how long he would last. They said he wouldn't last a week. But some of the other prisoners there had such respect for him that they would slip him food to try to help him. Prim said that, like I read earlier, he could you know, see the new Testament when he would close his eyes and that he led that one guard to Christ. And now all the jailers were afraid of this guy who had survived this torture chamber. And so they put him to another prison. And like I said, he went from prison to prison and he started like, I don't know, churches in 14 different prisons. He spent 10, 10 years in prison going from place to place. And then they finally let him out, and he was determined that Christianity would not be an underground movement. Mm. And so he started a school to train young people, built this building, got people, he got um, Christian aid to go help, and uh, all of a sudden secret police showed up and said that he was a terrorist, and they arrested him again. They raided the school in the 1972. This is... In my lifetime. Mm -hmm. So I was nine years old when this happened. They raided the school. They killed one teacher at the Christian school, beat the others. They imprisoned him. The teachers ran away. The children were all scattered. He was sentenced to 20,000 days in prison. Later, he learned that he could be released if he, was, if he paid a ransom of about $2,000. Now, think about that. For us, that's, mm -hmm. I mean, that doesn't seem astronomical, but for back then, that was astronomical for them. It might as well have been $200,000 for us. So he wrote a little letter and pinned it on the inside of a dress of a girl who was visiting, and she basically took that 
to people in Pennsylvania and they raised the money and they smuggled it over to Nepal and they paid off the ransom and they released him from jail. Hmm. When he got out of jail, he started another school, um, this time over in near Kathmandu, uh, uh, Nepal. And, um, by 1984, just four years later, they had a thousand students enrolled in this school called the New Life School, and most of these young kids would walk for miles and miles away. But you know, Prim came to America back in the 70s to share his story, um, and uh, he had, it's an amazing story of this guy uh, who basically a lot of believers over in Nepal can trace their spiritual heritage back to Prem Pradhan. Mm. And so God really used him. Now, why did I tell you this story about Prem Pradhan? Because in 1951, there was the disciples preaching in the streets of Darjeeling in northern India. Do you know his name? I don't either. Mm. But if it wasn't for him, Prem Pradhan would have never trusted Christ. I mean, they're there, I mean, during that time. Right. But God used that nameless disciple to share the gospel with Prem Pradhan. And he used Prem Pradhan to share with people all over Nepal, people in prisons, people who were desperate, people who were hurting. And that's what we're called to do, to be a light. We are the light. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Nobody's going to light a lamp and cover it up. We don't want to do that. We want to shine. Our problem, Taylor, is a lot of times we shine the light where there's already light. We just want to get a bunch of lights together where there, we need to be shining amidst the darkness. And um, that's what God has called us to. And so this year, 2022, the year of proclamation, proclaiming Jesus to the world around us, I'm praying that you listening today and you go, well, well, I don't know how to do that. I don't even, maybe you don't know Jesus really. Maybe you've turned on this radio station uh, or you listen to this podcast and you go, I don't even know if I really know him. I've talked to several people over the past few months who weren't even sure. They, grew, they went to church, but they don't even know if they really know God mm. the way the Bible says they're supposed to know God. Well, let me tell you. Uh, that God called you and me to a personal relationship. He created us for that relationship. And when we look at our world around us, we see that our world is broken. And because the world is broken, because of sin and selfishness, our relationship with God is broken because of sin and selfishness. Nobody comes into the world with the desire to do the right things. We all come in selfish. You don't have to teach a baby how to steal. You don't have to teach a baby how to lie. They naturally do it. It's part of who we are. But God, in his mercy, sent his son Jesus 2,000 years ago to be the perfect one for us, to live the perfect life for us so he could be the sacrifice to pay the penalty for the selfish, sinful things that we do in rebellion to God. And the Bible says that Jesus was crucified. Three days later, he was resurrected from the dead to prove that God was satisfied. 
And now he offers us the gift of a relationship with God the Father where we trust God and we place our faith in Jesus as our Lord and our Savior. And I hope that if you've never done that, that today would be the day that you do that. We're going to come back for the last segment. If you've got any questions or comments or thoughts, you can email or you can call. Tell them, uh, tell them how to do that, Taylor. Yeah, when we get back from the break, I will give them that number because I think we're coming up on it quick. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. hope you had a great christmas and if you did i hopefully that song uh, brought back some nice memories um you welcome back to swat radio uh just before the break we were going to give you the number to call in if you have any questions i uh, wanted to join the discussion we're talking about um 2022 excuse me wow 2022, 2022 man. being the year of proclamation so if you would like to join the discussion or have any questions you can call us at 1-844-777-SWAT that's 1-844-777-7928 or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Yeah, I was uh, sharing that, um, you know, a lot of people have what I, I call, Rick Brackett, my good friend, calls gospel confusion. If you ask most people, you know, the question, well, you know, if you died, let's say, you know, you passed away. And you were standing before God, and He said, "Why do you think I should let you into my presence? What would you What would you say if you ask that question?" Most people they say, "Well, you know, I've I've tried to live a pretty good life, or you know, I I know I'm not perfect and I make mistakes, but I try to do the right thing." And they make it all about what they try to do. Mm. God says, "To be in His presence, you've got to be perfect." 
you got to be holy, you know, and uh, you got to be perfect. And the truth is, no one is, except there was one, and his name is Jesus, and that's why he was perfect because he was the perfect sacrifice. But the truth is, evangelism, which is nothing more. The word evangelism comes from euangelion, which is good news. The good news is that our God reigns, that Jesus is king. He reigns, and and uh, he reigns, and he is our Savior. And it's really about personal relationship with the Most High. That's what it's about. It's the story of God. Man, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And and so that's what the gospel is all about. And the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation is about Jesus connecting man with God as our high priest, as our sacrifice, as our Savior, and as our King. And if you don't really get that, if that doesn't make sense to you, you can write us at askatswatradio.com. We'd love to talk to you because that's what the gospel is. The good news is that our God reigns and that we can have a relationship with him through Jesus. And it would be my privilege to to send you an Is Jesus God because that's a John Mazel does a great job in that book. There's other books too, but that's, that's really the gospel. Uh, it can be broken down very simply into four parts. It can be broken down into the 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 fact that God created us for a relationship. Uh, that's that was the plan. Uh, the next thing is it can be broken into is um, man is selfish, rebellious. Don't we don't want God to tell us what to do? We want to lead ourselves, uh, and so uh, God. That, that bought us an eternal damnation, really, as what the Bible says, for all of sin, uh, for the wages of sin is death. But then uh, the third part is he gave us Jesus. Jesus is the solution to the separation. He's the bridge that brings us back to God. And, and the response is in our court. What do we do? Do we respond to him? Do we receive it? So it's in our court. If you're listening and you've never done that, I really encourage you to do it. I know we got a couple of calls. Yeah, we got Eric. Uh, Eric, how are you doing today? What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing well. Where are you calling from? Jacksonville. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so what's on your mind? Uh, so I had a question. Um, I really would love a copy of that book, if Jesus God, um, but I need it in German. My, my in-laws are visiting from Germany right now, and... Um, my father-in-law is a little bit older, and I'm not sure that he's ever accepted Christ, and I just need a breakthrough, and that really stuck out to me whenever I uh, heard you guys talking about it. Well, I will, I'll tell you what. Um, if you will do me a favor, I'm going to give you my email, all right? Are you, are you at a place where you can write, Eric? i got my buddy right here with me. He's going to write it down. Okay, Doug, D-O-U-G at SWATradio.com. Send me your address, and I will get a German copy to you, okay? I love you guys. Thank you so much. God bless. Yeah, bless you. All right, thanks for that call. We also have Jason on the line. Jason, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. How are you? 
Doing well, doing well. You calling from Jacksonville, Jason? I am in San Augustine, Florida. Awesome, awesome. Well, what's on your mind today? Well, I am uh, contemplating something. I've been contemplating this for just uh, the last few weeks or whatever. And uh, I'm thinking about, you know, this year, you, you you call this, what did you call this, like the year of, uh, of, of witnessing Proclamation. or something? Yeah. Proclamation. Proclamation. Pro- proclaiming Jesus, yes. Well, I'm contemplating uh, basically coming out as a, a celibate gay Christian and talking about that when I have never really done that before in my life, and I'm 51 years old. And uh, but I, I confess that I am not. Uh, I'm not a. Uh, yeah, I've been celibate for many years, but I, I I'm not a very strong Christian, and uh, so I don't know if this is a good idea or a bad idea. Well. Well, well, one, first of all, uh, Jason, thank you so much for calling and, um, and just listening and being able to, to talk. I, I, I would encourage you to, instead of using the term, uh, celibate gay Christian, I, I, I would use maybe a celibate Christian who struggles with, with homosexuality, uh, homosexuality or a gay or a or a, a, a celibate Christian who struggles with um, homosexual temptations, um, because I, I, do, I don't think that it's healthy to say like like for instance, what if I said you know I'm a celibate adulterous Christian, you know what I'm well, saying? Or I am. I hear you. I, I, you. So I don't think it's helpful to put any adjectives in front of the Christian term. Um, you know, because I just think because the emphasis immediately goes to that instead of Jesus, you don't want people to hear the fact that you're gay or you not, not that you are gay, but you struggle with those kind of things as much as you want them to hear about the hope that Jesus gives you. Right. That's where you want the focus to be. If you're a believer and you know, there's, there's gay is an identity now right and so our our identity is in christ right there and there's the uh, gay i guess agenda there's gay lobby stuff like that so right um i i, I like the term same-sex attraction more than i like gay but it's just it's like so much more to say yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah wait wait but but again i would not precede christian with any of that i would tell okay. people you're a follower of jesus a christian who yeah yeah, yeah a christian right. who struggles you know, uh, I know Christians who struggle with drug uh, addictions, Christians who struggle with uh, other kind of addictions or other kind of sins. I'm a recovering alcoholic. Yes. Mm-hmm. So any of those things, I would not want to put in front of Christ on any of them because Christ delivered you from those. Like Paul says in Corinthians, he goes, listen, you know, um, don't be deceived. Fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate homosexuals, thieves— nor drunkards, revelers, swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, but they're they're not defined by that anymore. So I would be very clear that, you know, you have no identity apart from Jesus. Jesus is where your identity rests. That's what, that's what I personally see in scripture that the disciples, Paul was no longer known as Paul, the Pharisee. He was known as, Paul, what the, the one? He's Paul, the apostle of Christ. Um, and I, I would say, you know, 
you said, you know, you're not a strong Christian. I would encourage you to get connected. Hopefully you already are with um, uh, a strong group of uh, a faith community, a, a strong group of Christians that you can, uh, you know, they can pour into you and you can be open and honest with them. And then also um, continue to learn and grow in your faith. But I, I would definitely say, you know, you're a follower of Christ now, so you should be out there proclaiming um, his name. And I think that your story might um, be impactful to a certain people. So yeah. I, I think it most definitely will. And uh, I, I do want to say one other thing uh, to you uh, also, Jason, is that um, that there's a lot of people today in our culture who are using the phrase gay Christian to talk about themselves who they actively and unrepentantly live a homosexual lifestyle. Uh, And so it would be very easy for you to be lumped in with those people if you use that term because they use that term as well. So, um, but at the same time, a great counteractive voice you could be as well. Oh, you could have a huge impact by just saying, Hey, I'm a struggling Christian. (laughs) You could say that I'm a struggling Christian, like we all are, right? Because we all struggle. But hey, you know, I pray that it would be a year of proclamation for you, Jason, that you would point people to Jesus and talk about the victory he's given you. Blessings on you, okay? Yeah, thanks for calling, Jason. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that's all the time we've got for today. Been a good first day back. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio, and you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual